0: Hello, this is uh, the Home Cook Geek, or as you know me, Callum, uh, doing episode two of the podcast. Um, Listen to episode one a few times, um, things I would change. Um, But you know what? It's all a live and learn or learn on the job. So, in this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, getting my own YouTube channel, which is obviously something I'd never done before. Obviously, I've watched YouTube for a large part of. 10 years plus, um, but obviously, I have my own channel now um, and how I'm going about it. Uh, the hot wing challenges I've done, if you most likely know me, you probably know that I've had people do it, but if not, I'll tell you how they went down. Uh, a couple of places I went to to eat, uh, a couple of reviews on them, uh, which I found very good. I finally got my hands on a tomahawk steak, which I had, I've had a lot of steaks. Over the years, but I'd never had my hands, excuse me, on a tomahawk steak. And I finally got my hands on one. I'll tell you how that went down. Let You know how I went on with my uh, recipe of cooking Jamie Oliver's Seven Ways chicken uh, stuff with uh, sausage meat. Absolutely deliciously tasty. I'll tell you how that went down. Uh, I'll talk about a couple of recipe books that I bought. uh, Which I think they would be fantastic for people to get their hands on new ingredients that i've bought whilst out shopping i think this is something i'm looking forward to talking about which the three ingredients i bought now as i talk i haven't used them but they're interesting after that i'm going to talk about some suggestions that i think you could give me back to potentially cook um record filming or whichever I'm, I'm, I'm down for anything and then I'll end it with, which I'm going to do with every episode, I'm going to end it with uh, two recipe recommendations which I think you should go and do so, to start YouTube, well I was a bit nervous about starting YouTube, it was something I'd spoken about for quite a while um, and I felt like it was something I was relying on everyone else like I need all these people to come and help me do it and I just thought at the end of the day it's you, like, you know, just say the people you ask one day, just say they're going to be busy, they're going to be in work, they're going to have private engagements, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we were supposed to be shooting today um, no, I, I, have to learn, I have to learn it for myself, I can't rely on other people so I got some, um, some stands, I got a couple of cheap ones from Amazon they were rubbish, to say it nicely and then I bought a Manfrotto tripod, which has been fantastic and I'm looking forward to using that a hell of a lot more um, and I, what, it's, what I want for my YouTube channel is I want to try and it, it be something that I'm not too sure other the channels are so I'm thinking what I want to do is I want to have it for me doing recipes which is the first and foremost but I also want to do like sort of keep it fun as well uh, and do food challenges so obviously at the moment I've done the, the hot wing uh, challenge uh, but that that's been you know it's been quite fun. A lot of people have you know uh, give good feedback on that. Bar Shane's reaction to his, and um, and one thing obviously I've become uh, aware of in the YouTube world is likes and subscribers and all this. And I have no idea how all that went down. I'm kind of understanding it now that getting people to like your videos and people to subscribe is a big thing and it's a good thing. And I think as we talk, I've got about I don't know between 45-50 subscribers, which you know I guess for a week is good. Um, but I want more. Yeah, I want more. I want more range. I want more reach. I want to get to people so I can show them how to cook. I want to uh, show people, you know, some entertainment in people doing some hot wing challenges. But that's not the only thing I'm going to do, like challenge wise, because every challenge can't be. You know, whose head can we blow off this week? Uh, though, as I talk, I had a delivery yesterday of two boxes called the Death Nuts, which is a couple of nuts in each. In each little uh, individual box gives you in it, which is five stages of hot. So it's like, it's it's, it's like uh, hot, getting hotter, getting really hot, while this is mental, and then absolute just death in in peanuts. And Dean said he's gonna do this this Saturday, so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how he goes down. Because Dean's great, like, Dean's always happy for a challenge, always happy to uh, test himself, which that's one thing he's brilliant for. Uh, He's not a bore. But also with the uh, the YouTube channel, I also want to film a lot of recipes. And I do find it difficult sat here thinking, yeah, yeah, I can cook a lot of recipes off the top of my head, but how many recipes um, can I just go and put on film now where I know that people are going to be interested in... You know, I know people are interested in the beef and black bean sauce. So I thought I'd probably get more views on that, if I'm honest, because everyone likes Chinese... Well, most people like Chinese dishes. Um, and I'm sure some people will be... Um, creative enough to think you know what i could try that at home and my recipe is a pretty foolproof recipe to show you how you can introduce yourself into cooking a black bean sauce there are, i'm sure in in china there's going to be a geezer that looks at that video and he's shouting and swearing at him picking it apart and i don't blame him but there's nothing wrong with my recipe in the sense of opening your eyes on how easy it is to make just a simple beef and black bean sauce so if you've not seen it please go and see it because it's a good recipe and let me know how you go so then to talk about the hot wing challenges because they're like the entertainment of the channel i basically had in my cupboard for ages and also over the lockdown me and dean had a, a little thing where we just bought random chili sauces and we said should we just eat them kind of a, a, bit, a bit of inspiration from the hot ones that's on youtube should we just dab them on uh chicken wings and eat them and he was like yeah okay as usual he's always game so we did it and uh it was quite fun, and I also think as well it's helped me now um, with my palate of handling heat again i'm no i won't be sitting eating um habanero chilies for breakfast no, hell no, that won't be me, but I was a calmer man which always brought out the booze um but I was always a calmer man i didn't I didn't like spice, but now I can sit there and have a Jalfreys in a rogan josh, and I can handle heat a bit more now um so, Dean was the first person to sit and do the hot wing challenge, and hit believe me, he'd give it the big, and he was gonna knock it out There was gonna be no resuscitation. these wings were going down, so I did it. I'm in the kitchen, I'm chopping everything up, I'm putting them, and cooking the chicken wings. I'm absolutely choking because of the spice. Uh, side note, I bought a, a respirator mask now, um, so that should help. Um, but yeah, I stick these wings down in front of Dean. We're all choking, Dean's giving it the... Oh, I can't even smell it, so I was like, right, okay. Everyone cursed there. Ella, uh, we're looking... Dean, and we're thinking these are going to be hot, man. You're under, you're underestimating these. So he sits down, we get it going, boom. Dean is rifling through. He's like one down, two down, three down, four down, five down. a four, oh oh wow, like he's literally not flinching here. Like this, this, this is a dead challenge, Callum. Like shame on you. And then it starts hitting him, and I start very quickly seeing a change, and I was like, oh right. Mr Heat's come to the party now, like, how are you gonna handle him? Are you gonna you're gonna sit him down at the table or are you booting him out? Dean absolutely booted him out. He just Dean started saying that you know, like, at first I could see he's shaking. And then his mouth his like his his garp of the mouth just opened more wide to suck in more air. And I just thought, Oh, he's struggling now. And then he started saying that his chest was hurting and his throat was killing, he was struggling to breathe, and obviously that's the we was like, right, I have to stop this now, we'd like leave it. Um so Dean, yeah, he was he was a mess. But fair play to Dean, he said he's battered me, but I won't come back. I want another rematch. Fair play to him. Uh, then Shane tried it the next day, and Shane is kind of like the quiet assassin. Excuse me, Shane won't give you anything. Shane is literally like, you know, if you ran up to him and stabbed him in the leg, he's gonna say, "What do you mean? Oh, something in your leg?" He literally is like that. So he sits down, he's giving Dean the big, and, oh, you know, I'm not like you, I'm not going to put a pussy out after uh, six wings. Shane sits down, and about two wings in, I'm looking at Shane, and his hands are shaking, and I'm thinking, wow, this has got to him quickly. And then, obviously, his nose starts becoming like a tap, and he gets the phone, and he says, oh, I'm literally about to quit now, and he's a complete and utter mess which shocked me because I thought Shane would kind of just allow the heat just so no one could have anything on him. But that absolutely knocked him out. So so we had Dean quit at at six. We had Shane quit at four. And I'm sat thinking, the only other person I know that could come in and take this challenger down would be Pratesh, which is uh, a really good friend of mine. And he come in... And he says, yeah, hit me like wherever, like Shane was kind of building himself up a little bit. And Dean was proper bigging himself up like, this is super bowl of chicken wings. Pritchett just went, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, we'll get it going. So I made it all and I'm choking while I'm cooking him. And he's like, wow, what's in there? And I was like, don't worry about what's in there. You just sit down. He sits down. He just starts munching away. Munching away. And I start seeing his head sweating. He's bucketing. His mouth getting red raw. And then his chin's going red raw. But he's giving me nothing. Absolutely nothing. And he completed all ten. And didn't even flinch. And after it had this tiny little milkshake. And was like, yeah, that's I'm fine now. That's me done. And I was just thinking, wow, like this guy is the champion. And he got the little home cook geek hot queen chili champion trophy. Which is probably the best day of his life, hopefully. But as of now, we've had three contestants and three people have burned two have quit one succeeded and that man is pratesh patel fair play to him big love to pratesh for that so moving away from youtube and the hot wing challenges but yeah i will say because i've been told to if you go on youtube please put in home Cook geek and click like and subscribe thank you so, yeah, I went. I went. I've been to uh, three places over the past week or so um, to try food. One of them was Herd N in. It's called N Q in the Northern Quarter, and also I didn't know that it was called allotment. We went here for Sunday dinner. Um, really, really nice, chilled out vibe. Uh, like in the decor, it's kind of like uh, it's like back gardening. In your kitchen, kind of thing, nice and uh, nice and earthly, if you want to call it that. Not really, really nice vibe. Like it in there. Um, staff were fantastic. I thought that the uh, prices were fantastic as well. Everything about it, I loved. Which, if I'm honest, I don't really go out eating in the northern quarter as much. Uh, but I really, really, really enjoyed that. I, I can't grumble at all. Uh, Sunday dinner was fantastic. Uh, beef was beautiful. Um, all of all around, I would happily, happily recommend that for people to go because they had. I think they had. Um, I think the deal was like two for twenty pounds. So I think it was just two, two Sunday dinners for twenty pound, which is really, really good. I would highly recommend that place. Uh, following that, I went to a place called Six by Nico, and if you're in Manchester and you know your food, you'll have heard of Six by Nico. They had the chippy menu on, uh, the six uh, course taster menu. I never went to uh, Six by Nico Previous, and they apparently there was a chippy menu before this, and I've heard from various people they had uh, different um, menus, and one of them was an Alice in Wonderland one with an edible menu, which I found absolutely mind-blowing and amazing, and I'm gutted I never never tried that one. But yeah, you go in, you go into Six by Nico, it's just off King Street, uh, You can you can tell as soon as you walk in the place, like, okay, right, this is a place that, Looks after itself, you know. You, you, you're you, in good company here, if so. So, you sit down, get your drink, gives you the menu, also has a vegetarian menu as well, which I think is fantastic as well. I thought it was, it was good of them that. Um, and then they pull out, I think it was called an aperitif, I think it's something like that. Anyway, uh, and it's like this little cocktail, I think, and it's got like Prosecco in and different things, and it had this like sherbetty samphire that you put in, it starts frazzling and bubbling, and it's pretty cool, and then they start bringing out all the menus, sorry, oh, sorry all the dishes, and one of the dishes was this beef shin, which I found absolutely out of this world, and also, the, they're like these little tubes, and they've got, I think it's like lemon gel with caviar, oh my god. God, they were absolutely out of this world. The whole experience, I literally sat there and one questioned myself as a cook, and I was just like, I literally do not know anything about food after coming here. These are, well, Mr. Nico is clearly a man that knows his stuff, and long may it continue, because his place is phenomenal. Highly, highly recommend it, and they've just brought out the Sicilian menu uh, I think they last for six weeks at a time, and I can't wait to go there. I'll be getting that booked asap. And the last place I went to was a place called Grub, which is about five minutes walk from Victoria Train Station, and it's kind of it's a little independent. If you stand outside, it kind of looks like an old carpet shop uh, place, and you walk in and you're greeted, and the, the you know they hit you with the COVID rules and that, like. Right? They should do, uh, tell you if you need to pop back inside, there's a loose and stuff like that, take you outside. Wow, I didn't expect it to be so um, so chilled out and so so makeshift, if that would be the word to use. Like Everything looks like there's just been donated pallets, you know, like wooden pallets. And they've just built stuff like huts and chairs and um, like decking and everything. It's Honestly, I find it fantastic. And we went over and we tried a place called, excuse me, very gassy today. Uh, I think it's called pastrami now. And we got a... I think it was a salt beef grilled cheese sandwich and a pastrami uh, grilled cheese sandwich that come with, like, I think it was like spicy chips and gherkin's, which was pretty fun. Um, and we also went next door, I think it's called Murph's Manchester, and we got some called cannonballs, which were delicious. Um. Everything about Grub for me feels like is somewhere where we need to help. Like places like, say, your Six by Nikos and your Albert Schlosses and uh, your Hawksmoors. They're obviously always going to do amazing because they are amazing places. But I feel people like Grub don't get the exposure, and I personally. Um, for quite a while, would have looked at like somewhere like Grubb and been like, no, 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 I'm not too sure. And I looked at the mains and thought, yeah, you know, some things sound all right. But at the end of the day, I know ex- after speaking to some of the people there, I know exactly how they feel and exactly like the path they're on and the ups and the downs they're going through. So, do you know what? Yes, I will go to Hawksmoor, I will go Albert Schloss, and I will go uh, Six by Nico. I'm never not going to go to them. But do you know what? I'm going to pump my money a bit more into places like Grubb. Because they're they're people I want to help. They're people I feel like if I sit down and have a foodie chat with them, they're going to want to listen to what's coming out of my mouth and they're going to listen to it as well. Where uh, you're not going to really get that in like a a franchise restaurant like them. Um, So yeah, and I think I'm going back again this weekend. They've got a a stall and that's doing Chinese dumplings and I only need to hear the words Chinese food and, and I'm there. So I'm looking forward to going back and it's somewhere I'm very happy to go and place my money into. So if there's any places I try soon, because um, I've just been, um, and I know I say erm a lot, bear with me, um, <clears throat> there's a place called Burrito Express that have contacted me on uh, Instagram, asking me to go and try their uh, food they are in. If you know Man- um, Piccadilly Gardens, um, just near where Morrison's is, they have like these little independent food stalls, uh, just before where the McDonald's is, and they're there and they've asked me to come down and try the food, uh, which I'm really, really grateful for, so I'll be trying that tomorrow. And anywhere else I go, I'll be letting you know in episode three. So next one was a tomahawk. So I've been loads of places and I'm a big fan of going to Miller and Carter. Absolutely love it. And I know, again, for the vegans and the veggies, apologies for the for the bigging up the meat now. But, yeah, I do love it. And I've had a lot of the steaks from there, but never had a tomahawk. I've always been kind of, uh, I wouldn't say intimidated, but kind of like sort of put off a little bit that. Uh, They're very pricey and apparently by the size of them, you know, they're like the size of a leg, and I was like, well, I'm never going to eat that. But I felt like, you know what, time has come, I've got to try one of these. Because earlier this year, I tried a T-bone steak for my first time, which I'd never tried before. And I was a little bit disappointed in the T-bone, maybe because it was hacked off that looked like he was someone cutting his own leg off. But there was a lot of bones in it when there probably shouldn't have been, uh, like, you know, bone shards. Uh, And I didn't think there was a lot of meat. Surprisingly, but again, I could have just gone to the wrong place. Uh, so, we got we went to Waitrose rolls and we got um, these tomahawks. And I remember thinking, Wow, this box is huge! I can't even fit it in the fridge. So, I had to take it out of the fridge and then just cut out the instructions on how to um, cook it. Went in the fridge, come to the night where we're cooking it. I take them out like an hour before, you know, salt and pepper them, uh, rub a bit of rosemary on, a bit of garlic, and I looked at them and I thought, Wow, these are huge. But because I believe my uh, belly's the size of uh, Everest, I can handle this. So Dean comes back from work, he looks at me and he goes, wow, okay, um, you know, we're going to take these down. I'm like, well, we're going to have to. So sear them, get the grill marks on them, um, put them in the oven. I think I put them in uh, about 200 degrees for about 25 minutes. Pulled them out, felt, I don't know how to explain it, they felt like heaven and um, so i thought okay let him rest for like 10-15 minutes started slicing into him not loads of blood coming out good and i could see i probably should have left it in a, in my opinion another five more minutes uh but you know it was not bad so we're moving through i made my own little beef dripping sauce i sit down and i think why has it not just dawned on me how how long it took me to cut this steak that took me good probably a minute a minute and a half to cut it like the way i like cutting it and I thought, wow, there's a lot of meat here. A hell of a lot of meat. Some fat as well, because obviously it's the ribeye uh, cut. Um, so if you got if you were to buy a ribeye steak from a supermarket, um, you're basically getting what the tomahawk is, but it just removes the bone. Uh, so I had a lot of fat. Dean's had a lot of fat in it. I remember Dean's having quite a lot of fat on his. Um, so that's why I'm, quite, I'm rather grateful I got mine. But wow, once I started tucking into it, again, what a delicious steak it is. Unbelievable. I can see why kind of like the kings of the world eat them because they are phenomenal. But wow, was this big. I couldn't tell you the ounce of it because I'm not that good with numbers like that. But it was big. And halfway through, I was thinking, I've literally had nothing else other than the steak. And I'm, it's hitting me. I looked at Dean and Dean, was the gravy he would made, he was just drinking it. <coughs> Try like keep his mouth going. He was like my jaw, and I was like, "Tell me about it." And we got about three quarters in, and for some reason, my head was banging, and I thought, "Wow, my jaw's killing. My teeth are killing. My head's banging. Like this steak is taking out of me." And we must have left about four slices, which Shane come and finished on both of ours, and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe I couldn't, believe I couldn't finish a steak. But also, I couldn't believe the size of that. Like, they are mammoth. And also, the, the previous night we'd gone to Miller and Carter, because Shane had treated us to a meal, and his um, tomahawk was nowhere near as big as ours. And when he came in for work and he saw ours, he was like, oh, whoa, whoa, I got ripped off yesterday. And I'm thinking, mate, I'd rather have had Joe's." Look at the size of this. I can't take this down. So, yeah, that, that's the tomahawk. And... It is a very pricey uh, cut of meat and it's not something I would buy every week. You know, I would probably uh, save it for kind of like special occasions and also I would probably cut it and have it between two. So if I got two again, I'd make that cut between uh, myself, Dean, Kirsty and Shane or, or whoever. But I'm very glad that I tried it because it was something that that had been on my mind for a while to try, uh, and I feel like, and I said it probably in the in the last episode, uh, fish is a big one. That I do really want to start in, uh, start to try uh, delving a bit more into, if I'm honest. Right, moving on. So Jamie Oliver's cookbook, Seven Ways. He, he again, whatever you think of him, he reinvents dishes and he's phenomenal whether you like him or not that's up to you but him as a cook he is phenomenal and his book seven ways which is the trilogy of five ingredients veg and now seven ways is just phenomenal there are a million and five recipes in there which i'm sure if you looked at you'd be more than happy to go and try so i tried the sausage chicken roast what's that okay so basically, if you're a foodie as well, because if you're not, you're going to just see a chicken, smack it in the oven for an hour and ten minutes, pull it out, and just start gorging. I have no issues with that. Excuse me, that's cool. But if you're a foodie and you kind of understand that there's more to do with a chicken than just to blast it with heat and cook it and eat it, Jamie Oliver says, right? I'm looking at his chicken and I'm looking at another way to have this. So this is what I've come up with. He basically got the chicken. And if you get a spoon and lift up the skin above the breast and you push it down you're making a a gap inside for something to be you know coated in shoved in placed in whatever Though so you've got to be tender though because the, the skin will rip uh, and he basically puts sausage meat inside so he's got the sausages and he's kind of like got the sausage and squirting it under the skin patting it down um, I think I only did like one or two sausages which I wish I did more because it would have packed out more of the sausage filling. Which when I cut it, you could tell the sausage was there, but I was a bit gutted that there wasn't more. So that was that's something to learn for the future. But absolutely delicious, and I rubbed butter on mine after it with like chopped sage and chopped pa- uh, chopped sage and to- uh, chopped thyme. Um, Shoved inside uh, some rosemary and some lemon. Uh, and I had it with some uh, sliced root vegetables. So we had parsnip, carrots, potatoes, a little bit of squash. Uh, and I also, again, because of the big pack of sausages we bought, I threw them in near the end to cook and had them with them. It was absolutely delicious. Um, absolutely recommend it. And I also, also also think, just go and buy the buckets. you probably get it for 10, 15 pound and you'll honestly not regret it. Or if you didn't want to get seven ways, I would absolutely suggest buying five ingredients because for me, that opened my eyes into how I can um, become more expressful um, with my food and making me understand as well that sometimes, because as a cook myself, because I'm certainly not a chef and I don't want anyone to ever call me a chef because I'm not. And I haven't been to culinary school and got the badges you know past it like other people have done to work so hard to be so i'm just a home cook um i sit here and sometimes i overcomplicate things and there's really no need to uh sometimes i think just because i want to go the extra mile i want to i just want to please everyone i want them to sit down and just turn around at me and say this like this is the bomb uh, that's all i want like I just want people to be happy and enjoy food. Because at the end of the day, people are hooked on things in life. uh, Drugs, uh, drinking, uh, gambling, uh, beer. Uh, For me, I will always say my drugs will always be football. And, 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 you know, specifically Manchester City or the Blues. And food. Yes, because some people will say, well, you know, uh, well, you know, drugs can kill you, drink can kill you, smoking can kill you. Da, da, da. Well, you know, food can. If you gorge and become obese, you're killing your body, aren't you? Uh, learning how to cook and eat in moderation is is key. Um, and obviously all we're seeing over the past couple of weeks as well is about obesity measures potentially being brought in. And I think I read today that Greggs and Burger King and McDonald's are all looking to maybe uh, size down their, their meals that they give you because of the obesity increase in, you know, England and Great Britain. Obviously, that's not for me to comment because I'm going to go around saying everyone's fat or everyone's thin, you know, because everyone's different. You know, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure people who probably, like myself, have put a bit more weight on, what we look at ourselves and think, you know, we need to shift this. But that's, I guess, a path or a challenge that the individual person will be on. I'm not going to start going around telling people you've got to lose weight or anything. At the end of the day, I'm I'm in no position to say that and never will be. So... You know, you're you all in control of our own destinies, aren't we? So, that's you know, that's how we'll go about. But absolutely, if you can, buy Jamie's Seven Ways book, because it is phenomenal. And I'm not going to just... Every podcast, big him up. Uh, you don't need bigging up, but... Just his recipes again. I've got nothing against Ramsay and everyone, but if you look at Gordon Ramsay's recipes, I think Gordon Ramsay's are kind of like, "This is a Hollywood recipe." Another one, and I think you are now probably more American. than You are British now because you spend probably three quarters of a year over there and a quarter here, um, which is fine. He's he's earned it. <laughs> you know, he's done the hard work. But for me, I like people kind of say, you know. Uh, Well, one thing about Jamie I think is fantastic, you know, he talks about locally sourced ingredients, like cheese and and meat, uh, and he's getting more into veggie and vegan meals now, because again, vegan uh, is a massive thing now, and... I was quite dismissive at one point of it, just thinking, oh, you know, whatever, I'm just a meat eater. Now, I am completely open to it, not to the point where I'm going to completely just give up meat and just become a vegan. No, but I am going to introduce and incorporate a lot of vegan meals uh, into my diet. One, because I feel like I need to, and two, I feel like because I want to. Which brings me on to my next ones, which is uh, cookbooks that I've bought. I say in 2020, it's made it's made me realise two things. One, why all my life did I not eat chicken wings, and did I cry about eating meat off a bone? Like shame on me! If I could go back now, uh, things would be different. I'd probably be the chicken wing connoisseur of the of the planet Earth, if I'm honest. But this year, I've absolutely fell in love with chicken wings. Hence the challenges. But if you go on my Instagram, you just saw the other week, I did, I did four versions, I can't remember what I think it was, Indian, Mexican, Chinese, and just standard buffalo, and RLA. If, if you know R.E.L.A., you know she's a fussy-ish, but she also doesn't eat a lot, like literally a thimble full of food, and she's like, well, that's me done until tomorrow dinner time. And she sat there and you know, she watched me cook her and she was trying everything because she is kind of good. like that. She will try things. And it come to the Chinese and she was like, oh, God, Dad, they smell delicious. I was like, try one. She was like, oh, meat and a bone. I was like, just just try it. She ended up finishing like 11 of them. She loved him, And I was like, good. you know, If you ever want that for your tea in the future, let me know. Because it's better than just saying, hi, El, what do you want with tea? Dad, can I have bolognese or something that's got prawns in it? And I'm like, right, okay. That's your diet, bolognese and prawns. Which I'm not going to grumble, I love the pair of them, but there is more to life and food than bolognese and prawns. So I bought a book called Wingsman uh, Wingman's, which is basically a lot of chicken wing recipes. And it was something I'd been looking for for a while, which I couldn't get my hands on in Waterstones. Uh, and I've been looking I've been looking in Tesco And weight rows um, And Asda Just couldn't see it And I thought Right I'm going to have to get this offline And I got it And it's absolutely opened my mind Twelvefold to the different um, Variations of chicken wings And I'm a very Very happy man Have I tried a recipe yet Doing any of them? No Because I feel like With me myself I'm, I sit Every single day Trying to Spin plates in my head On what I can do What can I give people Like I'm all about Wanting to help people become better cooks myself included because it's a path i'm going to be on hopefully till i'm 60 70 80 um just learning food every day but i just want people to sit down and i want to go on facebook and look and just see you know joe blog sits sat down with his missus and he says look this is this is a tea I made tonight and this is what it is now it's empty plates that is what i want to see i don't want to see oh you know waiting for the chippy to come again i love chipper i'll always love chipper but we live once, we don't get another chance. We are a long time dead. Cook, try something new, do something. When you get to six, there and you know your grandkids are running around, or oh, you know, granddad or oh, nana, do you like this? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, you used to cook that instead of oh no, sorry, we just wanted to pile money into just eat and Uber eats. Um, right, great, but you know. There is more to life. And that is me telling you, you've been told now, on the naughty step, stop buying there. Um, No, I'm joking. Um, But yeah, just just get creative. Just go out when you go shopping, when you're in Asda, Aldi, Tesco, Morrisons, wherever you are. Look on the shelves, and you know what? I'm sure I watched someone the other day uh, do a recipe with that, or I saw someone online post a picture that it looks good. Just cook it. Try it. Sit on YouTube. That's how I've become, uh, I would say, the okay cook that I am. Uh, I'm looking to... I'm never going to be great... But I'd like to be good. And I was I would say I'm borderline now, okay, to good. Still a lot of things I need to learn. Still a lot of a lot of things I need to eat and try. And I need to fail a lot to understand where I need to get better. But it's all a path and it's a path that I wish I started when I was 16 and I didn't, you know, because I was gonna be <clears throat> that, that that wonderful footballer for Manchester City in England, which never happened. But I'm here now and I'm loving it and I'm enjoying it and it it's a passion and it's training it really is a draining passion to look every day and, and and see recipes and just want to cook everything. And, you know, it's, you, you can't do it for free. You know, it costs money. And when I look on Instagram and I just think, your food looks amazing, your food looks amazing. Like, 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 comment, amazing. Like, it's all about giving love bag, uh, love back as well because... I just don't see why people would like fly about and just like follow people's accounts and and not like not like pictures. I feel like I won't follow accounts if I'm never gonna like the pictures. I so will just unfollow them. There's no, but but that isn't an, an argument for another day. So yeah, wingmans. If you like chicken wings, get it bought. I think I got it on Amazon for like eleven quid. What is that really? You know, if you if you if you go into the pub with your mates, what's that? Probably two pints. Come on, just get it bought. So the next one I bought, I got it for a five off from Tesco. It's called the Speedy Mob. And if you know Instagram, you'll know them as the Mob Kitchen. Uh, I found this, if I'm honest, I just thought it's a 5 off You know, if it's good, it's good. If not, I'll pass it on. That opened my eyes into a kind of a lot of ways of cheating meals. Like, they they are onto something there. That's, they were pretty damn good. And one recipe that I'm going to cook tonight, actually, as I sit here talking to you on you know Wednesday the night of September, is Dan Dan noodles. Which, I've heard this recipe quite a few times, never have I had them. And again, if you know me, I like Chinese, I like noodle recipes. And I thought, okay, they've always looked pretty good. Where tonight, I'm going to do my own version. With the help of the Speedy Mob Kitchen guys and their recipe book. Um, and again, if you're a fiver. A fiver, honestly. Come on. If you go to Tesco, just grab it. Get home and have a look at them recipes. Because it's like starters, uh, mains, desserts, everything. Again, a fiver. You're not going to go wrong. Now, it comes to my last one now. Because this this has been the big eye-opener for me. Regarding, like I said earlier, vegan food. And plant-based food. Deliciously Ella. If you've heard of her, then you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. If you don't. Basically, and I don't know all her story, so I'm not going to claim to do. But basically, I think she had a disease, and it was hitting her pretty hard. Pretty, it wasn't good for her. Like, I think she might have, might have been really poorly at one point, from what I gathered. Because she also was introduced her on to, on that Zac Efron. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's on Netflix where he goes and travels the world with his friend, who's a big vegan, and she was. Uh, that's where I was introduced to her from there, Um and she changed her diet completely to plant-based food and she said it's helped her she's fit and healthy now you'll know, touch what she is you know and she just had, i think she's giving birth to a second child or about or has had i'm not too sure i don't really follow everyone's Instagram accounts like to every picture but i know she's started her family now and you know big respect to her big love to her um and i've been like looking through her uh books again all vegan And if I'm honest with you, another thing that worried me about vegan meals was whenever I looked at recipes, I'd be like, what? What's that? And I'd look down and be like, what the hell is that? And alternative to that, what's that? And I was blown away and I was probably put off a little bit by the, not the... Things that you had to buy, which were equivalents to, you know, meat and dairy and stuff like that. It was just, I've never heard of them. Where would I get... I was, I was just a really dismissive and bullish frame of mind of, oh, God, you're making me, if I was to do that, I'd go out and have to search for it. Oh, no. Um, we're well, looking through that. Then books. Uh, I can't remember. I think one was like a speedy one. I got the blue and the, blue and the red one. One was like speedy recipes and one was like normal. Was like, wow, oh, my God. I didn't think that... It could be this simple. It does a lot of stews, a lot of curries, a lot of salad dishes. I'm just thinking, you know what, Callum? If you actually sit down with an open mind, research, life will be easier. And looking at her two books, it has absolutely put me uh, in my place and i am really really excited and eager now to start incorporating more plant based meals into my diet um like i say i know a few vegans um and that's how they live and that's their diet and you know fair play big love big respect to them uh, and i'm going to join in on the adventure of um plant based Meals like I'm not gonna give up meat. No, I don't think I ever could because you know I love lamb, I love sausages. You know, that's that's my life there. Uh, I do love chicken, but I also feel I'd like to live hopefully ish. You know, longer and healthily or healthier. Sorry. Um, so I'm gonna massively start incorporating uh, plant-based meals into my diet. Like I honestly. Don't tell people to ever do anything. You know, everyone's their own boss. But if you want to, just go, maybe go and buy uh, an Ella book. I I think it was like £20, I think, maybe £15 from Waterstones. And just give it a look. Because, you know, sometimes buying meat is expensive. Again, again, I know I love meat. But sometimes I think, oh, God, you know, prawns, oh, that's 3 pounds fifth there. You know, some decent steaks, you know, two, that's like 10 15 quid. 15 It's like, ah. Oh. It is effort and it's money. Where I can go and make a meal just as nice, just as tastier and healthier for £5. That will feed three. Excuse me. And yeah, I'm about that. I want to do that more. So I, I said to people, like sort of to my flatmates, and I said, Look, I'm going to start incorporating more plant based meals. And I actually thought, you know, because everyone likes the meat in here, where Kirsty's a lot open to. Um you know, meat free dishes and everyone said, Yeah, whatever, man. You're the boss. You if you, that's what you're doing, I trust you we'll do it. So which is good to have their backing because, you know, not everyone in life is um gonna be as welcoming. Like if I imagine if I went to a like a pub around my way and I said to most of the lads in there and said, Right, come on, everyone's having a plant based meal now. You just see the knuckles coming along the floor. We want blood, we want protein, and I think that is because they're not educated. And I was, I won't say, I won't go far and say I was one of them people, but I wasn't far off uh, because I wasn't educated. But now I
1: am-ish.
0: There is still a hell of a lot more to learn. But I know the basics now. Uh, and I'm going to run as far as I can with them with the basics and see what I can do and make my own dishes up as well. Um, and for me, that is massively exciting. So if you like, so the three books, just a recap, is one is called The Wingman's. The second one is the Speedy Mob, which is from the Mob uh, mob Kitchen. And the last one uh, was Deliciously Ella. Uh, And also, uh, Deliciously Ella's got some recipes on YouTube, so hit her up on there and just have a look at them. They're really good, honestly. Uh, I did a Sri Lankan curry the other night, and it was absolutely delicious. Highly, highly recommend it. Get on to it. Right, so now I'm going to talk about ingredients because what I want to do every time I go shopping, I want to bring back at least one thing that I've never had before, never tried, um, just to try and open my palate, my mind, my um, my arsenal of things I can cook with. So this week, because we always go to Waitrose and it's not mm, snobber because when people say that, it's just clearly because they've not been and... Um, if you go to weight rows and you're going to pick up a, you know, 20 pound Tomahawk and then say, Oh, weight Rose is, is, is mega expensive. Well, what, what have you picked up in your hand then? You know, if you're going pick up a pack of bananas, you're paying one pound for him, one pound 50. It's, it's, as exp- it, is a, a, it is as expensive as you make it. So yeah, if you want to go weight rows, you go weight rows. It's not because you're a snob. When I go around there, you know, I don't see butlers running around, you know, picking pe- uh, things off the shelf for people while they're stood at their trolley. No. Um, I like to go there because I feel like it has the best range of uh, fresh, fruit, veg, fish, everything possible. Um, but I still go to Tesco. I still go to Asda. I still go to Morrison's. I still go to Wilder. I go all them places. But I just prefer to go to uh, Waitrose and Sainsbury's personally. And last week when I was there, I bought a couple of tins of jackfruit, which I know honestly absolutely zilch about. And as, again, like I said uh, earlier in the podcast, as I sit here now, I've not, I've not cooked with any of these three. Um, but last week when I went to the Grub, uh, Manchester, when I was talking to that pastrami now, they had a jackfruit uh, recipe. Can't remember off the top of my head. Forgive me. And I said to him, well, jackfruit's a big thing. And they went, oh, it's a massive thing at the moment. And they said that the way they cook theirs is that I think they said it's slow cooks and it kind of breaks down like pulled pork and I was like oh hey I love pulled pork so I've got that in and I'm going to research a recipe that I can put it in and once I do it I'll let you know uh, what it is and how I went because I'm honest if it if I cook something that's absolutely garbage I'm going to say look don't even hit me for that recipe I'd rather you just not be ill or if it's nice I'll big it up, you know, I'll, I'll share. But, yeah, jackfruit was one. The second one was salted beef, but which, at, at this time, I hadn't had. And then we went to Pastrami now and had it, and apparently salt beef is a big one in London, you know, for bagels, on bagels and stuff like that, sandwiches, and I thought, I'm going to try that. But also, we sit and watch Man Vs. Food a lot, and again, as you know, he's everything Adam Richman, and obviously the new guy, Kesa. And... We saw like grilled cheese sandwiches a lot. And Kirstie was there saying like, I am hankering for a grilled cheese sandwich with with me. And I was like, okay. So we went to Pastrami and I had B e a beautiful. So we got our own. So the, the salt beef is something that's going to get used. And the last one, um, I was just walking down the aisle. And again, I'm a big sucker for buying new sauces. Oh, what's that? Some liquid smoke sauce. I'll get it. Um, yeah. I don't know why I bought it. I've got it. It's still in my cooker. It's still in my cupboard. I've used it probably twice. I'm not too sure how much it's added to a meal, but I bought it because it's liquid smoke. Um, And I've also just today had a a, a delivery from Meatlust for um, their sauces because I'm also going to be doing kind of like signature things. So... I'll give you on a little secret. I'm going to be making a Ghostbuster burger. If you know me, you know I'm a massive Ghostbusters fan. I am like the fifth Ghostbuster because I am afraid of anything other than heights. But I'm going to make a Ghostbuster burger with my twist on it. So if is it Sony that own Ghostbuster? If you listen to this, I'm going to come assume it. Behave yourself. I'm just a little cook in Manchester. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to make a burger. But I'm going to do that in the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, so yeah the last thing I saw Was mushroom ketchup And I was like hang about Mushroom ketchup What is that And again as I said I've not tried it yet But I feel like mushroom ketchup Okay I love mushrooms I love nearly every single type of mushroom going Other than magic Never had them never will do But what would I have that with So I'm thinking it's going to have to be a steak dish I'm going to have to do a steak and chips And I'm going to have to try these things uh, This this uh, this this ketchup and see how it works so this my uh, ingredients this week was jackfruit, salt beef, sorry, and uh, mushroom ketchup. Uh, and on Saturday I'll be going shopping again, two weight rolls, and I'll be getting hopefully three, if not two, maybe you know definitely one new ingredient that I have not tried before. So if you do. Maybe try what I do. And when you go shopping, pick up something you've never had before. You're like if someone, you know, if someone messaged me are saying, Oh, you know what, Carl, I went to uh, Tesco and uh, you know what? I picked up the new bold. Cool, great, but it smells amazing. But maybe put it into food next time. Nothing wrong with the bold. Your wash is gonna smell beautiful. Maybe try it in food next time. Pick up a new cheese, pick up a new meat, try venison, do something. I don't know, try a new veg, fruit just do it you know again we're a long time dead just try new things like don't be closed-minded don't be callum harrison from you know 2005 to 2000 and i don't know 15 be be, be the be the new year because that's what i'm trying to be me i'm still uh, working on it you know i'm not there yet so yeah that's the ingredients done and this bit now is where i want you to because not everyone that's going to listen to this is going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. They'll so just think, oh, I just want to listen to what Callum says. Hopefully he's not embarrassing himself too much. or oh, please, he's embarrassing himself too much. And probably won't engage that much of it. But I'd like someone to hit me back up and say, listen to the podcast. I only fell asleep eight times, which is, you know, excellent. But I want them to say to me, about, okay, you spoke about jackfruit. Here's a recipe. Okay, you talk about mushroom ketchup. Here's a recipe. You talk about vegan food. Here's a recipe for you. You spoke about tomahawk. Here's a re- I want. I want feedback. I want people to tell me what you know, dishes you know, or dishes you've seen and maybe want to have a try of it. And one, what's my opinion? To them, let you know. Let me know, cause I'm open to anything. Other than doing uh, shots of pasta water, which someone suggested to me, which did make me laugh, I'm not going to lie. Shots of pasta water. kind of pasta are we talking here? Was it a linguine? Was it Pappardelle? Don't tell me it's something plain like penne. You know, we could be working there. But yeah, yous get on to me and yous let me know uh, what you want me to try and cook. And I will be more than happy to try it. Honestly, don't worry about it. So the last thing are my two recipe recommendations so the first one is from the speeder mob kitchen and it's for parma ham carbonaro i don't really know anyone that doesn't like carbonaro carbonaro is delicious but usually if you go to italy having a carbonaro you use guanciale which is pork cheek if if i'm if i'm right and if you're in england in some people probably could get older guanciale, but most people just use pancetta. So we'll use we Where here, they're using parma ham, wafer-thin parma ham. And I remember seeing a Jamie Oliver recipe. It could even be in five ingredients. And he did something similar, and I cooked that. And, again, if you love, like, an antipasti board, and you've got your, your meats on there, and parma ham's on there, you just know. <laughs> Please, people. Tuck into the nonchorella olives or you know the manchego cheese, just just, 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 just leave parma ham for me because that's the beauty. And apparently, it's delicious. Is it rolled up in figs? Ugh. I like fig rolls, but fresh fig. No, it just felt like I was eating bits of um bits of stones in my mouth because of the seeds. But again, if you love figs, no hate on figs, just wasn't for me. Uh, so, yeah, Speedy Mob Kitchen parma ham carbonaro, and the other one is. Again, if you know food, you know Rick Stein. He's like the godfather of fish. Been around since time began. Um, I got his book, his Mexican book. And you know what? I was in Selfridges. Uh, We only went in to get the Vimto slushes. But we were in there. I just thought it was a cool book section. I saw saw Rick Stein's book. It's in our house. It's called Steiner. Um, So I saw the Steiner's book, Mexico. Seven quid. Okay then, I'll have a gamble. Do you know what? It has honestly, honestly, honestly opened my eyes, because I was never really a big Mexican fan, uh, probably because for years I didn't really like spice and I just associated everything with Mexican, just be heat and chilli and just dead, dead hot. But oh my god, there is so many recipes in that book, I couldn't... Honestly, just phone Rick and say if it is number. Uh, Rick, will you cook this for me? Cook that for me because these these sound absolutely delicious. So honestly, look at Rick Stein's book. if you're ever near a Selfridges, hopefully it could be still. It's seven pound in I don't know Waterstones or uh, maybe your local supermarket. Cause, you know some have section and cookbooks. Please go and have a look because it is fantastic. Or maybe you can go on Amazon and get one used and new. Uh, so used and could um, you get get news, Don't you? So you get new and one that's used, and usually the used ones are a lot cheaper. Get it, because I honestly think it's fantastic. And the recipe in that is the monkfish mussel and prawn stew with grilled sourdough. Monkfish can be expensive, so if someone said, I'm not buying monkfish, I understand. Replace it with cod. It is honestly a delicious, delicious dish. Um, excuse me, probably gassy today I'll have drank this water as well um, Phenomenal dish Opens your eyes to flavours, textures And at the end of the day Who doesn't love a little bit of grilled sourdough Sourdough is I went to the Berkeley Hotel A few years ago with Dean and Kirster In London and we went to Marcus Waring's restaurant And the food was out of this world And they give us some sourdough With some It must be so fresh that butter as you can imagine and these little salt crystals on it and i could have happily sat there and just ate that that day it was phenomenal so now whenever we have like bread i just lightly put some like sort of expensive butter which is probably about 2 quid uh, on there and some salt and oh, it just it just kicks up from a solid 7 to a definite 10 so i would absolutely recommend that so that is my list that's in front of me. Done. Everything to talk about. And what we on? We're on 50 minutes. Wow. 50 minutes of my own voice. But anyway, if you want to try anything, go and try it. If there's anything that you've, you know, I've said of have and you want to know the recipe for it, just hit me up. If there's anything you're looking at trying, but you don't feel confident and you're thinking, you know what, maybe I'll have Callum try it, and he can give me his uh, opinion. Please just drop it onto me. I really do not mind. Uh, this is all about food. This isn't about life politics, um, relationships, um, work, nothing, this is just a foodie chat to talk about foodie stuff, and that's all I'm going to talk about in my episodes, Uh, unless City win the Champions League, then it'll probably be a drunk Callum uh, talking about that, but that's probably never going to happen, so you never have to worry, Um, but again, if you're still here listening to this, 51 minutes in, I do appreciate it, thank you. as I was saying with my YouTube channel, you know, if you can like and subscribe, that'd be massively appreciative. Uh, Hit me up with some feedback. Let me know about recipes or maybe even food challenges. Could be interesting to hear about people's food challenges. Or if you want to try the hot wings or try a couple of food challenges, because we're going to do, I think we're going to do a pancake stack, maybe some chili dogs, uh, how many you can eat. Um, So, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. See where we go with it. But thank you for listening. Massively, massively appreciate it. Uh, Look after yourselves. And I'll see you in two weeks' time for the next podcast. With hopefully a lot more cool and very exciting things to talk about. Right, look after yourselves. Bye.